I'm Camille. I'm Anita. And we're, we're the, the Soul, Soul Sisters. Sisters. Welcome to the Balancing Act podcast. Today we have a short, sweet, and to the point podcast with our dynamic duo of Anita and I here to bring you opposing viewpoints on similar topics that can bring you to be the ringmaster of your own balancing act in life. Today's topic, we're going to start with leaning on other people versus trusting yourself. And specifically when it comes to any questions, conflicts, um, and what's kind of going on in your inner dialogue. And I chose this topic because Anita and I um, kind of are sit on both opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to this, despite both being, you know, achieving women who can get things done. We both approach it in very different ways. So I tend to lean on other people when it comes to making decisions and to moving forward. And whereas Anita kind of sits on the other end and uh, internalizes a lot more and trusts herself and doesn't rely so much on external feedback. And neither one is right or wrong, but we're both going to touch on kind of our perspective and viewpoints on kind of why we sit where we do and how we benefit from those types in hopes that um, you listeners out there will somewhere be on one end of the spectrum or the other and can take away some valuable insight. Yeah, or somewhere in between. I mean, mm-hmm. you can have the same goals as someone with a completely different personality type and still achieve the same goal as them, but creating your own path along the way and how you do that um, is very important to learning about yourself, but also gaining knowledge. And asking a lot of questions is fine, or relying on yourself and experience is totally fine too. But the cool thing is with us is that we do have that difference about us. We always have had that since we've known each other. So we'll talk about it. Sure. So I can go ahead and start and say that um, I definitely realize that when I have a lot of questions and internal conflicts, I definitely try to process it, but I process it fairly shortly and I come to kind of a pivot in the road where I don't really know what to do. And I tend to lean on others. I know in my gut kind of what I need to do, but I still like to ask other people questions And I'm very deliberate on who I ask what questions to. I'm not trying to ask, you know, my mom certain questions about my relationship. Sure, she might have some insight, but I'm going to ask my girlfriend, some people my age, about relationship problems or issues or just questions that I have or someone like Anita, um, someone that can relate to me a little bit different level where I have a very parent-child relationship with my mom and that wouldn't be a very like appropriate way. So it's not that I ask every question to every person. I try to be as deliberate as possible um, with my questions and trying to seek. I've always had the mentality of like stand on the shoulders of giants and that's the fastest way to the top. So I try to learn from people who are the experts in those fields and try to ask those people those questions Right, right. Camille had a concern one time. She asked me, am I asking too many questions? And I immediately responded to her was, no, because you may have a lot of questions, but you direct them in the proper ways where they need to go. Sometimes a lot of people will ask the wrong question to a person and expecting the answer they wanted and not get that and have blame or anger towards you know but really you should reflect back and be like should I be asking my husband if this is the right shade of fuchsia that I need to wear for lip gloss today probably not unless you're Chris's husband from gunpowder and gloss because <laughs> that man could probably do it but instead ask a girlfriend or a co-worker or someone who's going to see you that day that has the same interest and 
women want that that right answer from their husband and they get huffa fuss with you know when they're mad about it so it's just picking and choosing so um i had commented on camille one time is as no because you choose the right people to ask the right questions and i think that's very important if you're that type of personality that you have a lot of questions who are you going to right and it's actually pretty ironic too because I see you as not really leaning on a lot of other people in your life to make big decisions and ask questions to. So I asked a question to you. How do you trust yourself? <laughs> oh, fairly ironic. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm asking a question about learning Allow to Allow me myself. to internalize <laughs> and gather my answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, I think it hasn't been something that was just... I've always been like that. I think I've had that nature of a personality to always take the rough beaten path instead of hanging out with the sheeple. Mm-hmm. And the sheeple are great people. I love them. <laughs> but herds and crowds are not my passion. My passion is over here questioning the who, what, where, why. And I think as long as I've taken that path, and it hasn't been a, a safe and easy journey, um, but it was my journey. And through it all, good, the good, the bad, the ugly, I've accepted it all as learning tools. So even if I took a job or a position that wasn't quite in alignment of what I wanted, I would still take any key components as I could as a learning tool. And then just knowing to apply any of that career life to apply it to as you're growing and allowing the change. I think I've just accepted that because I'm kind of always out of the boundaries. Mm -hmm. So when you're out of the boundaries and you start talking to some people, they might be like, okay, well, she's she's never going to get done with that. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm I'm uncertain. Maybe it's because their fears and they can't Mm -hmm. get certain things done. But I'm always like, you don't know my timeline. I can crank out a lot of stuff. And if I have to get up at four o'clock in the morning, I'm going to do it. But I will depend on myself to make that. So I then know to depend on myself to get things done. So I also know to ask the right you know, questions to myself to mm-hmm. move forward. And I think that that actually segues really nicely into another topic that I really wanted to touch on, which is extreme ownership. So from my point of view, being someone that depends a lot on other people and their answers and their viewpoints and their perspectives. And I respect their opinions and I don't necessarily take them as gold and run with it. I definitely take them into account with my own personal core values and my own core mission statement. And I don't just take it and run with it, but something that I'm, I'm trying to learn to trust myself more, not only with food, cause we've covered that in other episodes before, but just with my own ability to make decisions. And I think it, like the key differentiator that's going to allow me to be able to trust myself more is taking extreme ownership of many things. And what that means to me is taking responsibility. Tara, in the um, our first episode with her, she mentioned radical, what would she call it? Radical responsibility. Same concept as extreme ownership, where you just own up whatever you are doing, saying, thinking, doing, eating, insert all verbs. And that to me is really important and it's a really big part of trusting yourself and self-love and many other aspects of your life in terms of like progressing any sort of progress. If you want to see progress in your life, you have to have extreme ownership. You have to own what you're doing and be really proud of it too. Well, I would almost say to break that down a little bit more, 
in a subject matter so someone may understand how to take extreme ownership sure so when let's just start with like thinking so your thoughts every day you wake up and you have an inner dialogue that kind of goes up go starts going off we all have it we all have it right it's what you think to yourself when you're going throughout the day and checking in on yourself in terms of what you're thinking and what you're thinking about are your topics positive are they negative? And if they're negative, you need to take extreme ownership of that and change those thoughts. Change your thinking, change your life is not only an awesome book, but it's a great mentality to have about life. You can actively and consciously change your thoughts. Right. You can replace a negative thought with a positive thought and you can own that. So you can't just be upset that you're a negative person. Right. But negative people think negative thoughts or they express them because they're conditioned, I guess, to, right. to do Look so or they that. have. So even if you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden the grocery list, the laundry, the kids, oh, let's say insert business. I've got 12 emails. My boss said he wants to meet me at one o'clock. And that's what you wake up with. I don't know. I kind of want to throw up a little bit. My mom <laughs> thinking about that. But instead, if you wake up and think, is this, how bright's the sun today? Is it going to rain in the afternoon? What was yesterday like? You know, did I end it well? Here's my list or all these, you know, how are you feeling today? You look beautiful. What are you grateful um, for? Oh my God, let's go get that coffee. I want to go sit outside. Mm-hmm. I want to kiss, kiss my daughters before they wake up. You know, what can you do just even it's morning, you're tired. Even if it's just enough to give a smile on your face. Those are the little changes. When you wake up in the morning and you're giving yourself that negative approach, you're going to wake up tomorrow doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect results after one time of catching yourself. You almost have to catch yourself talking to yourself negatively for a while mm-hmm. to be like, oh, that is me that's worrying about that mm-hmm. and I don't need to. Or if I would have wrote that one thing down, I wouldn't have had to rethink about it 12 times that day. And it's here. Yeah, and, yeah. that actually kind of reminds me of So kind of during my freshman year, and this kind of ties into knowing yourself, learning about yourself during my freshman year of college, um, which was when first Anita and I first started kind of getting closer to each other, I kind of went through what I called the year of perception, where I didn't really change anything that I did, but I just tried to observe what I did. I tried to observe what type of person I was. I tried to observe other people, not just what they said, but how they said it. I'm very... um, I'm very interested in public speaking. And so I just focus on that as one specifically thing of not just what they said, but how they said it. Yeah, and just so try if, to be very perceptive. Of if you things. have a, com- a conversation with Camille, she's not only going to be seeing what you're talking about, she's seeing how and you're seeing it, where you're coming about it. And she's trying to understand of why and how you're doing it, which is really cool to jump into things and be able to expand your mind, which is a great way to approach conversations if you're not naturally like that. And it was really hard to do that. I, it was an active effort for pretty much the whole year. I tried to just kind of make that my theme for the year. I tried to be quiet more because I pretty much up until that point in my life, I just waited until people stopped talking so I could tell my story or I could say my mm-hmm. comment, which I still definitely catch myself doing. However, I'm more actively what, conscious. What about. caused you to slow down? Can I ask? Do you remember? What was a particular moment? It wasn't a moment. It was just the more that I read Dr. Wayne Dyer books Mm. um, and just kind of I got scared of the word God in those books, but I just replaced it with kind of the power of the universe. And this is kind of drifting in the topic right now. Mm. But that's really where it started was just I was aware of a new way of living a life. Mm, And 
it stemmed from just and you reading were different books. Interested about that way, yep. And you're just curious, so you just sat back and learned. Yep, basically. Okay. I just looked at everything that I was doing, other people were doing, and just tried to take note. I didn't try to change anything because I didn't know what I needed to change. Right. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Right. So just being inspired by pretty much Dr. Ryan Dyer on uh, you just tried to be more observant and um, my mentor Tyler Olson he kind of helped me too mm-hmm. to be I think when it came to public speaking specifically he mm-hmm. highlighted don't listen to just the words and take notes on them try to just pause don't furiously take notes just observe what it is and mm-hmm. try to feel like that moment and, and Tyler is feel. another entrepreneur yes Definitely. So similar goals. Yep. Different perspective. Absolutely. Very much um, more numerically oriented right. and type A where I'm more on the creative side of things. And I don't know about you, but me as an entrepreneur or any business owner, I mean, whatever you call me, mom, designer, doesn't matter. But I like to see what other people doing with different ways to mm-hmm. see if I can adapt that to what I like. I don't take everything like you said, mm-hmm. but I still observe. I may not ask a lot of questions. But I'm going to do a lot of research on different successful people. What are you doing and how are you applying? I do a ton of underground research on who's out there. What's the market like? My husband's even more in depth than mm-hmm. I am. But we learn from the inside out to make sure we're approaching things with the best manner. And that took time for me mm-hmm. to learn. I used to kind of gung-ho into things. And and uh, if the passion led me, there I went. But at the same time, it was a lot of learning experience. Now we're sitting back and we're planning a ton more, which is taking the creative level to a whole, whole new level, a whole new thing. Because it can be really hard and overwhelming. At least for me, I didn't really know who I was, what I stood for. Like everyone, at least growing up in high school, I thought like, yeah, I have my core values. Like I know what I stand for. But then I don't know what prompted me to like write them down. I think it was a course or something, a class in college where I didn't actually know what I valued more than other things. And I didn't actually know what I wanted to do with my life on a not job title oriented level. So like what was the general, how I wanted to make people feel. I didn't really know what that was. And so before I just made a snap decision, I wanted to like observe kind of what all the options were. Right. What are the different career types? You what are were, the different yeah. ways that people interact in the world? There's some positive, some negative, and that's arbitrary in anyways. So like I just tried to do a year of observing before I made any decisions about who I was or what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. Right. But you're still adapting and changing along the way. Absolutely. And it helped me to pattern recognize was like the biggest thing that I realized I'm better at or I'm inclined ability to is like have pattern recognition and apply those same patterns across industries or across like, hey, I found that doing things this way at school really applies in the gym. Mm -hmm. Like finding parallels is a huge thing for me that I love doing because to me, that's how I learn is I find a parallel and I move with it. And that helps me to learn more about myself is I find a lot of parallels in the gym and then I, I relate those to myself. So one example here before I rail it back in, cause I'm getting I'm okay. spiraling. You're okay. Um, is strengthening your core. So we all know that you should strengthen your core and you use it in a lot of compound movements. And I found that as soon as I started actively training my core and using it in all of my lifts, my other weights all went up significantly. I kind of had plateaued for a little bit early on in my lifting career. 
and just wasn't really increasing the weights very much until I started directly training my core. And then all my lifts went up. I was able to do pull-ups. I was able to do other stuff. And I was like, wow, that was really powerful. And it's kind of the central hub of your body. And then I re- quickly realized as soon as I was delving into values, core values, the more I strengthened my core values, the easier life got for me. Like the easier decisions got for me, the stronger I was in a lot of different your foundation my communication. Exactly. And it's the same thing when it comes to your body, your human body. If you strengthen your core, your other stuff's going to go up. Mm-hmm. If you strengthen your core of who you are, mm-hmm. everything else is going to go up too mm-hmm. and increase and improve. And that was a huge realization for me. And I have a plethora of other parallels that I found between exercise and my personal growth. But I quickly realized them. I realized them first in my physical training. And then I connect the dots. Them. And apply them to my personal Right, and I think a lot of women and men um, can do that. We see that a lot in the fitness industry. Mm -hmm. I've been around in it heavily for 10 years. You've been in it. I mean, you've been – I tossed you in it six years ago Mm -hmm. when I met you. Mm -hmm. Um, But you see the people who do put fitness first or health first that they're – you can see the alignment. A Mm -hmm. lot of people start to either have it or grow into their alignment with their core values of who they are because they found a way to empower themselves through changing and and manipulating their body and creating something themselves, sculpting almost, Mm -hmm. especially in the fitness world. It's a lot, but you're sculpting something that you do have full control over, you know, going in and out, but it's something that you can manipulate and increase and and empower from. It's just a beautiful thing. So you see the fitness people start to, it's almost like they get into fitness and they strengthen that. And then they have the self-esteem and the self-love to then strengthen some of the core Mm -hmm. values or some people have the core values and then attune the temple with it. You know, the body, I mean, by the temple, I mean your body as a temple, but, um, you see people, I don't know if it's goal setting or the challenging that you do with food and nutrition because mm-hmm. it's a big part of your daily life or however it can be. But I really feel that self-love and proper direction are very important when it comes to anything like that. Yeah, and that comes through the process of kind of the gaining and the cutting phase, which happens in bodybuilding, but that also happens in life too. Like there are definitely moments in their life where you should be actively trying to grow and get stronger emotionally, mentally, and then physically. But you should also have moments in your life where it's okay to get rid of things and to cleanse and to declutter. And like, that's just a parallel that I just discovered now by you saying that. You know, I just thought of the gaining and the cutting phases throughout prep Mm -hmm. and the on season, the off season. And I think that there is definite correlations, at least in my life, where I have times where I'm really actively pushing on that gas pedal and going really strong. And then there are other times when I'm trying to clean out things. I'm trying to get rid of things, cleanse, declutter, Mm -hmm. clean, and kind of sculpt away cut away at the sculpture to see what's left underneath see who i am yeah absolutely and i think it's just being prepared for adapting and changing all the time Mm -hmm. like especially i mean if you're going to tie health and fitness everyone's trying to just be healthy but if you have goals of of challenging yourself on different things up and down and weight changes and food intake and eating healthy but changing with the seasons and trying different things and enjoying yourself along the way um, it just makes it all more, more enjoyable. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. There's a lot more parallels than I think I realized between health and fitness and personal growth. But this isn't necessarily a health fitness center uh, episode. But um, let's swing it back around to what we had kind of touched on before about trusting and trusting yourself and how you can learn to do that by taking extreme ownership. And we had touched about changing your thinking and let's circle that back even farther to self-love. So I'm going to explain my viewpoints, at least on what I had previously thought about self-love and the term and how loosely it had been thrown around on platforms like Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms. And I just, maybe it's the way I perceived self-love, but it kind of seemed like people were using self-love as an excuse to be in their bodies, even though they didn't actually love their bodies. I kind of saw it as being used as an excuse for how they looked. And maybe I just incorrectly perceived that. But to me, self-love is being really proud and owning wherever you are mentally, physically, emotionally, being proud of how you got to that point and taking ownership for getting yourself to that point emotionally, mentally, physically, and not blaming it on other people and just having that ownership against it right absolutely and I think with with having that ownership is um trying not to take it all too serious but enjoying yourself along the way with mm-hmm. it. and I think self-love to me is a practice totally it's a conscious day-by-day effort to change your thoughts into more positive loving ones ones that where you're more grateful you're more reciprocating of positive energies and you're proud of the way you look and self-love it takes time it's changing that inner dialogue to me is probably the the biggest thing that I resonate with well I think with self-love some people think that it always needs to be the mushy gushy and if you're not a mushy gushy type by all means Mm -hmm. don't do it right if you're a motivator pusher but that's the way you love to be pushed then do it um and you there's times where I wake up and I was like woof you're having a rough day I may not stammer you are beautiful today but Mm -hmm. it's more like get it together pull yourself together feel good about yourself let's do this here mm-hmm. we go and then it's get get up and going you know self-love can come in any way but it's more almost taking self-love and removing the mushy gushy out of it and it's really finding a way to be your own best friend mm-hmm. and you're that's how kind of I guess you could say how I rely on myself mm-hmm. but if you were your best friend what would you say mm-hmm. if you were your best friend what would you do Would you help yourself get up off that floor and move on? Or would you leave that person there and say, well, yeah, fucked up. Yeah. Good luck. Kick, kick, kick. No, you always insert, to me with self-love and the self-affirmations, it's what would I do for my best friend when they needed me that morning? If they were, when we all wake up in the morning and we're tired and we don't want to get out of bed and we want to hit the snooze, what would your best friend say to you? to pry you out of bed, to mm-hmm. get you to your job, to make it happen. Okay. Say and that you to need, You need to be that. No one else needs to be that. And when you can self-fulfill and self-love and do that for yourself, then your husband can be your husband and your best friend on a different level. Your sister-in-law can be that because your self-love and your self-fulfillment is not I feel beautiful. I'm I that all that affirmation that doesn't work always for everyone, but it's more of a mm-hmm. what would you do if I mean your best friend 
that person that even if they say something, you're like, bro, they probably shouldn't have said that, but that's, that's them. Mm -hmm. And I love them and I'm going to warm hug them and that's cool. And everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Or I see them struggling with something. And instead of saying, good luck with that, you're on your own. It's like, I know that that's hard for them. So I need to dive in and help them get through that. And then we're Mm going to be a better team together. And that's who you need to be for yourself. And I think that my personal example of I feel like I'm really actively going through a lot of self-love right now because I'm shifting. My pendulum of life is kind of swinging. And I just kind of came out of a period of my life or a prep where I was very rigid, rigid, structured and very highly achieving. So I was doing a lot of things. I had six jobs at one point doing prep you know, very active in networking and just doing a lot. And it was really wearing me thin. And so now that I'm in the summertime and I'm a lot more laid back, I kind of have let the pendulum swing to the other side of things. I have skipped more workouts in the last 30 days than I have in the last year. I have not tracked macros for more than one day, which I have not done in the last two years. I probably have not skipped this long in my life. So I'm letting off the gas pedal completely. And I had to, in the last couple of days, not be like, come on, Camille, get your crap together and get moving. Because I know I could snap myself out of it and be back to highly efficient, high achieving. But I know that wouldn't fix the problem. I want to find my balance of in-between so I had to kind of pick myself back up again. I kind of heard Rhea singing her song in the garage. <laughs> get, back get back up, up again. again. Yeah. So <laughs> I just got back up again and started with one meal, one day, one workout, whenever it was right. I didn't beat myself up too much about not doing the certain things that I knew I could be or should be doing. There's a lot of could be, should be's, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, but I'm really just trying to approach it like, no, okay, I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. I am, oh, I'm okay. Right. And I'm just, I know that I'm doing the right things right now to get me closer to where I'm, where I'm going to find that balance and I'm going to kind of play with that. But I've mentioned in previous podcasts that the easiest way for me to find balance is to go to the extreme and hone it back. And honing it back is the really hard part for me. And it takes a lot of self-love to find that balance for me. And that's right. been an interesting experience trying to and just create that dialogue right. of being like, you're okay. And you're I had recommended to her that take one or two things from your heavy regimen when you were on pace, on track, go, go, go. Take one of the two things that every time you did it, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I scheduled this, mm-hmm. this moment, meditation your social group, your, your PR stuff, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, choose one or two and schedule that back in, choose a new time, whatever it means, but don't try to get back up the horse again, but try to teeter to that balance and sit there for a little bit. So you're not always high, low, high, low, and Mm -hmm. just running and grinding, but just try to teeter totter to that balance and enjoy yourself with the things that motivated you to Mm -hmm. set the high goals. Cause then now it just feels like, I want to be doing everything. I don't feel like I have to be doing anything. So I'm slowly, right. the more things I add. And you can get like that when you choose a big goal or run along prep mm-hmm. five months, whatever, fitness, non-fitness, marathon, you know, whatever your goal is. If it's been a long stretch, you can definitely feel that. Yeah. So it's just been that swing of things and trying to find that balance. And I'm using self-love as my own personal tool to change my inner dialogue, tell myself, 
what a best friend would tell me. Right. You're doing okay. Make sure you're just doing the right things that you need to be doing and start adding things in slowly. Yeah. Time is there. It's yeah. always trucking. Right. You know, right. life isn't guaranteed for anything too. So that's another reason where I just, I didn't want to go too hard, too fast. I want to in- incorporate more, live in the moments, create, like you said, more of those happy moments, mm-hmm. even if it's integrated into your morning routine or just before you get out the door, just take a small second mm-hmm. and do something that makes you pause for a second, yep. you know? Absolutely. And then insert that in little bits throughout the day. Does it need to be, it could be a song you loved in the 80s it, or the first dance of your high school boyfriend. It doesn't matter. Take that moment because you lived that moment and it brought you joy. And those little things will help you get through even a tough time if you put too much pressure on yourself or anything. Um, taking a moment and live, live in the moment and just enjoy it. wherever it came from or how it's brought to you so to conclude this podcast how are you going to set your day up tomorrow because i know we both have some busy days tomorrow how are you going to set your day up to be a balanced day for you i actually preset my day um today was actually a huge production win day for um both of my companies so with that being off of my shoulders and the knowledge that has been given to me of what we've found moving forward, I was able to come home, preset my day. So I'm going to come out to the she shed tomorrow. I have my hot pan ready. I'm going to be working on a kaleidoscope design that I am dying to get out there and it will be showcased. So my morning is going to be coffee and rhinestoning. And then my husband is home all day until 2 and then I'm going to insert computer design and rhinestones tomorrow. I think that's it. There might be some horse stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is a day that I get to hold on to. Mm-hmm. That's not my every day. That's my day. Like mm-hmm. if that could be my every day, it will be mm-hmm. at some point. But right now, but that's my day. Other days I'm running to the office or doing this and that. But tomorrow happens to be a double win. Mm-hmm. And I've already preset to make sure that tomorrow when it's hard to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And my coffee isn't black enough for me as I'm mm-hmm. chugging it. Or it's, no, it's usually too hot. It's too hot and I can't <laughs> drink it yet, but it needs to go down the throat. Uh-huh. I've already set up. So while my coffee's cooling, I can be heating up my rhinestones. So tomorrow's a total win for me. I've already planned it. It's already going to be a perfect It's already going to be a win. I love that. <laughs> Same for me. Yes. Mine's just going to be started off with some, my favorite way to start the morning Drink my coffee with coconut oil, which apparently that's something that's not super normal to most people because I've told a bunch of people today and they were like, really? what? Coconut it's oil so normal in my life. I know. It's so good. The way it, I consume fats during prep. Right. <laughs> it, it adds good fats to your day. I find that fats curb my hunger for the day, so it sets me off on a good foot. I'm not going to be hungry throughout the day. It gives me a subtle sweetness to the that coconut oil. That lip glow. That lip glow. Right. Gives me some lips. Like, yeah. I don't have chapped lips, so I already have, I don't, won't have chapped lips, and I won't have to be hungry tomorrow. Like, those yeah. are those are two wins right away. And you're not even out the door yet. Right? Well, I'm going to be out the door, because oh. I'm going to go sit in that front chair, and I'm going to go watch oh, the sunrise yeah, we have tomorrow. a We have a chair um, on the river there, out there. Might be a little dark tomorrow. Near the river. A 6 a.m. client. <laughs> nope, but it should be good. We're going to be drinking that coffee. And that's going to start my day off. And I'm probably going to listen to a Dr. Wayne Dyer podcast on the way to work because that's what I've been vibing lately. I swing between music and podcasts, but I've been feeling podcasts lately. So that's how I'm going to start my, that's how I'm going to make sure I have a balanced day tomorrow. Integrate some fun throughout the day and then plan and have a good weekend. So thanks for joining us. 
I hope that was a useful, quick, short podcast for you. And I hope it inspired you to change your inner dialogue a little bit, at least be aware of it and to notice areas where you can improve and need anything else. Insert tip here. Love yourself any way you have to insert your best friend and how you would love them. And that's how you're going to love themselves because you always reach out and warm hug your best friend. So boom, warm hug yourself, be your best friend, be awesome. And we'll see you next time.